Welcome into Hanging Out Fantasy. My name is Nick Humphreys. Tonight I'm hanging out with Colin, the third place Bernier. Colin, hey. welcome in. What's going on? How we doing? What's up, bro? We're doing good. How are you doing? Good. I'm ready to take uh, to ace this test. I've been studying nightly. Yeah. Wow, really? Yeah. Study? I haven't quite studied yet. I'm going to cram tomorrow. Yeah. Sometimes that's the best way to do it. I think, yeah, I think I'm going to try to have things fresh in my mind. So, and not overthink it. That's what I'm going to go for. I mean, who like the hell knows? When you did that and then you just forget everything right after the test. Exactly. Exactly. Just like school. So, uh, yeah, my plan is to take the test tomorrow, which is Friday, July 14th. Okay. So, um, Anthony's going to come to my house after he's done with work. We're going to set the little test up. We're just using like an app on the phone. And um, you, you, you said that is how it's going to be an app on the phone. Yeah. It's going to be an app on the phone. Okay. I'll have everybody download the app. Like when I send them the invite to the thing, it'll prompt you to like download the app. Has he tested? Like, have we done any dry runs? Yeah. uh, I think three people have taken it Four, including Anthony. Sweet. But he wrote the test. So. But people, yeah, they've downloaded the app and taken it. It's pretty user-friendly, apparently. Cool. So the message you put in Discord? Yeah, that's the message I put in Discord. Basically, it just says I'm planning to take it tomorrow. Anybody who, I know it's like Friday night, so it's not ideal. But I just wanted to do it as soon as I could, basically, and as soon as Anthony was available. Um, But once I have it done... um. I'll be able to like administer the test to everybody else. So I'm hoping um, a few, at least a few people will be able to like take it this weekend, Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. It's only, I'll do it on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. You guys can come here. I can meet you anywhere. Um, But yeah, good excuse to come see the kid. Is there a deadline for like when you have to take it by? Well, I kind of just made an arbitrary date. I'm saying Sunday, July 30th. We're going to try to have all the tests done by Sunday, July 30th. And so then at that point, people will be able to start picking their draft positions. Uh, like once we have all the tests graded. That's plenty so, of time. Yeah. That usually, well, the first couple picks when, when guys have their choice of, you know, 12, 11 or 10 different spots, those few tend to go slow and then it starts to speed up towards the end when you have less choices. So I'm hoping once we have the tests graded, uh, I'm going to give myself like maybe a week to get everybody's uh, draft positions. And then at like that point, it'll be locked in. Order. Yeah. So like once the tests are graded, I'll know who like who had the best scores. We'll put them in order. And like, let's say you had the best score on the test, then you're going to have the first option for draft position, basically. Okay, so we should know draft position by like first. The first first week week of August. August. Right. That's why I'm aiming for the first week of August. Sweet. So I think that'll give everybody a decent amount of time before August 27th to like make their draft plan or whatever. I mean, I don't know if maybe people don't care. 
I personally really okay. want to find out Speak my it. position yeah. so I can start mock drafting and whatever, but yeah. Cool. So that's that. If, like I said, I put it in the discord. So if anybody, I know you guys probably won't listen to this before then, but if anybody wants to take it Friday night, you're more than welcome to come over and take it with me on the first go around. I'm, I'm having Anthony administer it in case there's any like questions that come up in my 25 minutes of taking it. I want to hopefully what have the hell is that question. I yeah. do. Yeah. I'm sure he no. did fine. I, I I'm yeah, I'm sure it's great. It's probably honestly way better than I'm even envisioning. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming he did a great job on it. So we did, we did have that question in there about time. Originally it was going to be 20 minutes to take for 74 yeah. questions, right? Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to make it 25 minute time limit. Sweet. And it is 70 questions from what I understand. Uh, they're not meant to be like hard or like meant to like trick you. I'm, I'm sure there are some questions that will be difficult enough that like people won't get them right. Like I'm assuming people are not going to get hundred percent like right. if their questions. Are correct. That's like, so that's a little over 30 seconds of question. So you're, it's basically designed just to go. Right. Come you want to go like the point is to go uh, quickly. Like I wanted the, the time limit to be enough to where you're feeling like you need to like move ah. quickly and there's a chance you might not get through all 70 questions. In which case, like I personally think that's going to help eliminate ties. Like if not everybody finishes all 70, then, you know, there's less chance. Yeah. If it's time. 20 questions, probably a million people will be like 15 to 20. 18 right. To 20. Right. So hopefully we have enough questions and with the time limit, we should have enough variation that we have no ties. Uh, I'm thinking tiebreaker will be like percentage of questions. Correct. Like, let's say a- a- SAT style. Uh is that, is that, I don't know. One of them was like that. Basically it's like, if you get, you finish 60 questions and you get like 50 of them, or let's say you get 30 of them. Right. So you get 50% and I finish all 70 questions, but I also only got 30, right. You have like a better percentage than I do. Yeah. I, think I like maybe, that. I'm thinking maybe that yeah, because be you're really not going to have time to sit around. It, so there'd be like an incentive to just, oh, I don't know that. Skip it real quick to try right. to get to end and get the ones I know. Right. So if people don't like that, I mean, I'm definitely open to change the tiebreaker. We have a little bit of time. I like think that makes that sense out. to me. But, or I guess you could do a tiebreaker like, like, uh, the least amount of time it took to finish the test is the tiebreaker. So you're like literally keeping track of when people finish. But I personally think everybody's going to use the 25 minutes. Yeah. So I don't know if that's really going to be a true. Now, what I'm curious is if it's on an app, is there going to be the option to be like, I'm going back. So, yeah. So that's why I want to do it in person with everybody to make sure there's no funny business business involved. I do believe there is an option once you finish the test, it's, it shows you your score immediately. And I do believe there's an option to take the test again. 
so the point is like the point of me being there in person is to just like obviously say okay 25 minutes is up let's see like where what the where text so like if i finish it and i'm like uh, i kind of think i maybe knew that when i want to go back and answer it i should be able to you would be able to go back and answer it but i'm hope you know like when the 25 minutes is up we probably won't really have time to be doing that i'm gonna record the answer yeah or i'm gonna record like how many you have finished okay that's the plan hopefully you know obviously this is the first time we're doing it but yeah hoping everybody sort of just bears with i think it's the best thing to do to still have a competition just because we can't get everyone together i mean ideally we would have got everyone together but last year last year was a lot of physical competitions yep this year it's a mental competition using the brain the big brains and you know what that's a great segue because we wanted to say we want to talk about fantasy football is a huge mental sport huge people don't want to admit that fantasy football is a real sport but it is it's a mental sport similar similar to golf and chess right in chess yep Right. So, yeah. Um, oh, Colin, you know how yeah. last time you mentioned about the schedule? Right. I got the real schedule finished and plugged in. Is it in our app? It's in the app oh, and it's yeah. updated. So everybody can go check it out if they want to. Probably people don't really care at this point. Nah, I kind of want to see. I will say a couple features about it. The rivalry weeks, the week that you play your rival mm-hmm. is week five. And oh, week, oh. and Look week 12 rival is good old father Humphreys. That's right. Me and Colin are rivals after the way yeah. last season finished up. It's only right. <laughs> I'm re- ready to roll. I think most people I picked the rivals, but I think most, I think they're pretty natural rivals like for everybody. Yeah. So. Uh yeah, so week five and week twelve is are gonna be the weeks that you play your rival. The other in division uh in division weeks are going to be week six and seven, and then week thirteen and fourteen. So I kind of wanted to spice up the last couple of weeks going into the playoffs. So you're gonna play uh your your in division people that, that week. Yikes. I'm looking at that. I got a tough draw here, Nick. I got you. Tyler or twist, I should say, mm-hmm. and uh, Mateo Juan. That's but who knows, you know. So, I, that's the thing. Like, so fired. you're playing the guys that you finished, like in the quadrant that you finished last season. So, me, you, Matt, and Tyler, we all finished in the top four. So, we're we play each other. Like, it's I like that, it's meant to keep. Basically, like, you know, we finished the top four last season, so we're going to end up beating up on each other. Yep. Like this coming season and and vice versa. So the guys that finished down at the bottom, they're all going to end up playing each other twice, which gives them a little bit better chance to get up in the standings. So. Yeah. Sucks for Blake. He's going to have to start out. Oh, and one. Why does he play you week one? Yeah, I, like I think it. it's fun to go check out who you're playing and whatever. And yeah, I mean, something to look forward to. Oh, and I see I see you got it updated where we have our first dual team. Right now it's the Pit Possums, Tom Roth, Corey. Yes, 
Corey uh, officially joined the league. He's in. Oh, and speaking of that, I won't give it away because I don't think it's my place to do that. Okay. And you may have heard rumblings already. I don't know, but I got word from one of the managers in our league that he is considering bringing on in a co-manager for his team. Someone is uh, like a random person. Someone else. Okay. It's not a random. It's someone in our league, but they are going to. They want to bring on a co-manager. Fine. Pot- potentially, on. they sort of got the blessing from the boss. Me. Yep. Uh, and then they said that they want to sort of take it to the league to see what everyone else thinks about it. I personally think. I'm sure it'll. No pass. one's going to care, right? Yeah. That's what we I said. Got one. We can't really say no. So I, I don't know if uh, he's planning to do that soon, or maybe he got cold feet about bringing on a co-manager. Uh, or what better? But... Better hurry up, whoever it is, because time to make that announcement. We got to put it to a vote, regardless. Okay. Okay. So we got it. Okay. So official, you have to be voted in officially. Um, should we set a date for when you can bring on a co-manager? Like, does it have to be I before say it has the to be start before of draft. the season? Before, oh, before draft. the draft. Yeah, because that's part of the season to me. I mean, I agree with that for sure. What happens if there's like something during the season happens and then like there's an emergency where they need to bring on a co-manager to like finish out the season for them? Mm, like we're talking a severe injury or something. Right. Something mm. I say that uh, we we deal with that when the time comes, but we should try to get it in before. Okay. All right. So we'll make a little clause. Uh, or just everything is always to a vote. So if it's something shady, it's not going to pass. That's true. I guess we could just, it always is a vote anyways, especially right. when adding another member to the league. So I guess when it boils down to that, we really don't have to worry about when, you know, yeah. people don't want to pass yeah. it in the middle of the season. They don't want to pass it. So I guess, yeah, that's true. Um, But I think that's kind of exciting. It makes, I think it makes me feel pretty good. We got someone else who wants to join the league. Right. Oh, yeah. They should want to. We're, it's a good league. Let's see what else we got. I was looking um, at some of the projections for like individual players. It's a little interesting. Did okay. Let's take a look real quick. So they're all just projections right now for 2023. So I guess what I'm going to do is just filter by total points, total fantasy points. So this is like within our league's scoring system, what we're looking at right now. And it it is much different than if you just Google it, I noticed. Definitely. It's not just a normal PPR scoring. It's definitely different. That being said, I think the top is pretty similar. Yeah. So... I don't think this is a surprise to anybody, but Patrick Mahomes is projected to be the number one scorer in fantasy this season. This is saying 432 points, which is like total 20 more points than the next person, Josh Allen, who is 407. They're the only people projected to have over 400 fantasy points. That's, That's just pretty crazy. Yeah. And like we we talked about it last time. 
our draft uh, strategies are changing. And like, I think we know we've already said, and we're pretty open about it that we're going to value quarterbacks higher this season. And just looking at this list, like I know I haven't read them all off, but it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight quarterbacks to start this projection. Right off the rip in a row. Right off the rip in a row. Yeah. Yeah. So those those are Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, Justin Herbert, Deshaun Watson. Let's go. That's crazy. But the difference between Patrick Mahomes' projection and Deshaun Watson's projection is like 90 points, 91 points. That's insane. Yeah. Deshaun is is projected to be like the number eight scorer in our league right now. And the difference between the number eight and the number one projection is 90 points. That's crazy, dude. That is great. I mean, that's I, – I mean, I hope he is within that threshold, 90 who, points. Who, Deshaun? Yeah. Oh, as a Brownies fan, I'm, I was impressed that Deshaun's even in, in the – conversation picture right now yeah yep. i'm happy about that for sure um it just to put this in perspective okay after deshaun justin jefferson and cooper cup come up next and they're both projected 336 335 okay so and then after that it goes back to quarterbacks kirk cousins oh then jamar chase dak prescott trevor lawrence Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Geno Smith. So that just shows you, like, maybe the maybe our quarterbacks scoring in, in our league is maybe too high. I don't think so. I think that no quarterbacks should be the most yes. valuable, like the best player on your team, basically. Yep. But uh, there you go. So there's a handful of wide receivers that crack that. What a, whatever that is. Who were they again? 20. Cooper? Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. That makes sense. Yeah. And then and then you get down, there's Tyree Kill, then Daniel Jones, quarterback. Then you got Devontae Adams. And then you start to get to the running backs down here after Devontae Adams. But that's like 20, 20 guys in. And that's so what's striking to me is I'm just like the difference. Patrick Mahomes is projected 432 points. The number one running back, at least in our league, is projected. Jonathan Taylor, 300 points. Wow. That's crazy. On average, he's getting wow. That that is crazy. Well, the average is for the average is depend on how many games they play like uh for instance Jalen Hurts averages 25.5 on the season but he's projected to have less total points than Joe Burrow I think because they're like projecting him to miss one game at least so the averages are a little bit can be a little bit off but I don't know I'm just saying I'm just telling you how what all this stuff like looks like I hope our scoring isn't broken. 
Um, no, there's no way. No, I I think it reflects fairly well with like big league. Yeah. And like what the NFL really looks like quarterbacks are the most valuable. Like they're the poster child. Yeah. They don't want them to get hurt. They want, they want high scoring. Now the reason that they're not taken like number one in the draft is because of position scarcity. And basically what I just read off here with all these quarterbacks uh, lining up projected to be like these high scores in fantasy that shows you there are way more quarterbacks that are able to score that have the potential to score those fantasy points than there are like receivers and running backs. And I would assume they get less injured. I mean, they still get injured. I would think so too. I would think so too. I mean, obviously running quarterbacks would be a little more prone to injury. I would say just because they're taking more hits. Yeah. But like, I would say like a Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, like Kirk Cousins, more pocket passers are not going to take as many big hits that are potentially like season ending. And Patrick Mahomes maybe even is in that group, although he's pretty mobile. But like Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, even Deshaun Watson. Yeah. They're all pretty mobile. They get out of the, the pocket, which gives them a big, huge upside for fantasy, but also makes them a little more risky. You're talking about injuries. Like even on here, it must have Jalen projected to be missing at least one game in the season. And yeah, that's you. So you think that computer factors that in? It must. The only reason I think that is because literally I'm looking at their averages on here. Uh Joe Burrow is projected to have more total points on the season, but his average is less than Jalen Hurts. So he's a tough guy staying in playing. The only thing that. Right, could explain that is that he's playing an, an extra game. One guy I'm curious to, uh, this year to see how he does is Tua. For sure, dude. He might because, be like absolutely brain dead, like can't play at all. You know, I, I hope not for his sake, but also like he, without Tua in that offense, who the fuck knows what it's going to look like? They have some big time weapons, obviously, like their two receivers. Uh, Hill and Waddle, but then like they have run um, several running backs that like they're just like a high powered offense that you would want to have a piece of. But if Tua goes out, it completely changes. Who knows? What That's actually a really good point because I, a lot of times I find myself looking strictly at the talent of the receiver, running back, you know, whatever. But if they don't have a good offense overall, then how valuable are they? comparatively right i mean you're talking about tyree kill who is arguably a first round pick right i mean he is he, I, yeah i i would say he's a first round pick but who really i mean i don't know how it's gonna Umar. play out in our league but do you think without tua he's still a first round pick yeah like i mean the good guys are still gonna eat if it's an absolute stud like that i guess it kind of boils down to like the Wide receiver, too. If you knew that Tua wasn't going to start the season, would you draft Tyreek in the first round? Probably. You still would? Maybe. What about Waddle? Where would he go? Uh, I, I think, think he's Tyreek firmly Hill. in the second round. I think Waddle's firmly in the second round. Yeah. And I just don't 
like how could they both be top 24 or how could they both be i guess top 24 top 20 wide receivers with, with a backup right. quarterback I don't yeah know and, that, that's, and I, that's like a situation where hills hill eats he he gets all the touches that might be my, true yep who knows that's yeah. you know so, what i say and then it's going to turn out completely different i just hope i'm really hoping this year uh injuries go a little bit better yeah there were a lot of big in- i mean there were and there's injuries every year but last year felt like there was a lot of like big season en- ending injuries can you by chance on there see um who the top projected defenses are yeah because that's something that i think that's people are going to pay a little bit more attention to this year Okay. The top projected defenses. So this is just going off of. This is the same as the other one, projecting like their total fantasy points for the season. Mm-hmm. The Steelers' defense is projected to have wow. the most, <laughs> with two hundred and forty-four projected points. Okay, that's wrong. <laughs> The Dolphins are right after them. They're projected 243. Then the Bills, 49ers, Cowboys, then Brownies. Let's right. go. Let's that's, go. What, that's kind of what I was asking because I was thinking we, we might be up in the conversation this year. Definitely, dude. The only thing about the Brownies is that we are in a tough division. Yeah. So they play those teams, you know, twice in the season. But they, we do have a talented defense. Like if you able to get sacks and interceptions and that anything like that, like just bumps up your value even more. So, yeah. Uh, before we stop talking about players, I just want to do like the running backs. Yeah, please. So the top project, like I, I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is right. Why? What do you? What's it saying? Okay, maybe this is right, and maybe okay. So, it it has Jonathan Taylor projected to have the most fantasy points with three hundred point one. That was like pretty much the same as last year. I think he was projected. And then number two, this is the one that's shocking and making me feel like this isn't maybe right. Jameer Gibbs projected to have three hundred points. Jameer he's, Gibbs, he's, the Detroit guy. He's Detroit's rookie running back. He's going to sh- uh, likely to share the backfield with David Montgomery, who was the Bears running back last year, got traded over there. But I think he's projected to be super valuable because he is really good at catching the ball out of the backfield. Uh-huh. And Montgomery, I don't – is he like full strength healthy right now? Mm, he ended, I don't know. I remember know. the end of the season. Remember he was like kind of hurt? Hanged up. Yeah. Yeah. I also know he was tr- just like the over the last season, Montgomery was sort of trending down. Yeah. But I think Detroit's coaching staff actually likes David Montgomery. Okay. But the rookie running back coming in, like, could potentially, I mean, Detroit's offense is supposed to be pretty good. Again, so that, that, that projection is, in my opinion, a huge risk. I think he's going to fall. Unless someone is like looking at him and loves him, I don't. Oh, know. I, it's gotta fall. I, I I think it's. 
Okay, I don't so understand. The other, the other thing is, let me say this. The other thing is, I, I think the reason his projection is so big is because I changed the kick return and punt return points. Oh, and he's a little bit of a... I believe he's a return really... guy, and so he's literally getting projections for like yards and return game. And that's gonna okay. that's what's bumping up. I personally think that's what's bumping up his projection in the running back rankings here. Because it goes Jonathan Taylor, Jameer Gibbs, then Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey. Those are the projected top five. Okay. Uh I think it's I think it's projecting Christian McCaffrey to not play every game. I don't because I just don't understand how he's not projected to have the most points for running backs. I can't wrap my mind around that. I there was another um who is that? Falcons rookie is he on there? Bijan, Bijan Robinson. Yeah. He's yeah, he's projected right after Christian McCaffrey, and he's just in like the best possible situation. Yeah, I think I don't know the, the head coach's name, but he's big time into running the ball. They did last; they had a great run game last year, even though they sucked as a team. And so he's just going to get a ton of carries. He's he's got a couple like veteran guys sharing the backfield with him, but they're saying he's like supposed to be a generational talent. Basically they're projecting him to be like the best running back in the league basically. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's a big bet on talent. Obviously he's a rookie who knows if he's going to start hot or how, what if they're going to give him the full backfield to start, but most people have him pretty high. And I think he's probably worth a first round pick. Um, after Bijan is Josh Jacobs, who was like the MVP basically of last season. I think Matt had him, right? He did. Yeah. He was a big steal in the draft for Matt. Uh, right after Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, Nick Chubb. Woo. So, yeah, I mean, quarterbacks are projected to have a lot more points, but after like these top running backs, I didn't name all of them. Obviously, there's a huge drop off into yeah. nothingness with these running backs. That's why starting two per team. Oh right. yeah, exactly. That's why, like, even though we just said quarterbacks score more points on the season, like getting at one of these top tier running backs is super important because it's such it's a huge difference maker on your team. And there's so many good quarterbacks. What's really the difference between, you know, like Pat Mahomes and that's the argument. That's the argument. Well, but, and I would argue back, like, I think last season showed us there's a drop off on the top three quarterbacks, the top three or four quarterbacks. They're getting like 40 points a game, dude. It's insane. And Patrick Mahomes is projected to score 28 points a game in our league. So, you know, he's going off for 40, like every once in a while, dude. Do you think do you think Patrick Mahomes is gonna go get drafted in the first round? I think it I think we have people that might take him, but I think it also depends on the uh how we line up in the draft order. Last year some of the yes. first round pick shocked me. Yeah. I think he's there's a very good chance if someone gets in there and he's not gone. Yeah, I think he will probably. I, I... I think there's definitely an argument to be made why he should be taken in the first round. 
And like, nobody would laugh at somebody for taking Patrick Mahomes in the first round, even if they wouldn't do it themselves. I just feel like who could pot, like who could say a bad thing about that? No, I don't, I, I don't know if I would personally do it, but at the same time, I'd be thinking maybe it's I like, damn, done. I should have done that. Yeah, yeah exactly. for sure. In other formats, like in leagues with other formats, like they call super flex, where you can start, you have like a quarterback slot, but then you have a flex that can hold quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, like anything. So you can start two quarterbacks at the same time. In those leagues, quarterbacks are the first players taken in the draft. Like Patrick Mahomes is because you're starting two quarterbacks on the team. Makes way more sense. Right. Whereas, like, in our league, because you're only starting one quarterback, it makes, like, the depth of quarterbacks, it makes it deeper. What's our – can you remind me? I know you probably already said this. What's our bench looking like this year, spot-wise? We have six players on the bench. Okay. And, and one IR spot. Okay. So, I think it's I'm just wondering, situation. like, hoarding-wise. Yeah. I Look – my strategy last year was draft a quarterback late and mm-hmm. only draft one and play the waivers. Yep. And I, I'm, I'm super excited to see how our waivers go this year. I, I really like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. But my, my strategy for quarterback has changed. And I believe that a lot of people strategy for quarterback has changed, which means like, I think, Everybody this year is going to have a backup quarterback on their bench at all times. 100%. Like at all times. Yep. So finding quarterbacks on the waivers is going to be a little bit different this season. Yep. Because you're going to, you're hypothetically, like when I had that Russell problem mm-hmm. last year, it's mm-hmm. basically just, I was losing 20 points a game playing some yeah. of these like weekly scrubs. Yeah. You know? Oh, I felt that. I was, yeah. Before I right found there. Geno Smith. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You, was it Fields? I picked up Fields way late in the season. I had Geno Smith like half about halfway through, maybe a quarter of the way through. But I had um, Trey Lance. I drafted Trey Lance like in the eighth or ninth round. But yeah. So uh, do you think you're going to pick two quarterback draft? Actually draft um, two quarterbacks? I don't know. And I don't know how much I want to say right now on here. Because... Although it's I just think, like, although it just, sometimes the way drafts go, you're obviously reacting to like what everyone else does and you just got to make the best of yeah. it. So even if I tell you what I'm planning, like the draft is never going to go 100% to plan. And even if someone takes somebody I want, there's always going to like, that means a value falls somewhere else most of the time. 100%. So basically you're, you're meeting like if you're planning on drafting two quarterbacks, quarterbacks are hot they're all gone then there's going to be like a receiver or running back that shouldn't be available yeah so basically like like me like we were saying if patrick mahomes goes in the first round there's an argument to be made whether he should or shouldn't but if he does that means that somebody else that was going to go in the first round like potentially is dropping out of the second round it just it shuffles things around like I don't think it's a bad thing if Patrick Mahomes goes in the first round. No. It's gonna it's gonna make other play it's gonna make quarterbacks go faster. 
It's going to make other positions then drop. And yep. you're going to find guys later in the draft that you didn't think were going to be there. I think um, the draft order is more important than I've ever really thought of. It is important. It's like, That's hey, why I'm going to send out a poll. Everyone tell me your draft strategy so I yeah. can pick my place. <laughs> Like that's why I would rather do a competition where people can actually try hard because yeah. it is important where you draft yeah. and not, not to say that you can't win from anywhere. I really think you can, you can build a good team from anywhere and it matters what you do during the season because injuries happen to every single team. Yep. Um, And, and it could be like your first round pick that gets injured or it could be your ninth round pick that gets injured. It just like, could happen to anybody or some guy gets so hot that you just like got in the last round right and you just have not even right. thinking about it yep but it is important that's why i think it's better it's that people can like try harder to get a better spot yep was the care more maybe but um to answer your actual question am i going to draft two quarterbacks the the Mock drafts that I've been doing, I have been drafting two quarterbacks. How do you do a mock draft? But you personally, like, what are you going on? Are you not? Is that proprietary? So I do everything on paper. Okay. I take all two thousand five hundred seventy-three players in the NFL. No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> I use uh, At first. I was like, you might do it. I don't know. Commission. No, that is fuck, that is that is insane. <laughs> That is insane. I, I use the mock draft simulator on fantasy pros. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Fantasy pros mock draft. I'm going to have to get in on that. Start trying some. I pretty you much just, I pretty much just, pick your first pick. I probably, I could. Yeah. yeah. Why this uh, I pretty much just Googled it and it's like the first one that comes up. So. Okay. I, I think it's pretty useful. I just like, we don't have our order yet, so I don't know what position I'm picking. So it's hard to hone in. I've been like trying all different positions to see which ones I like drafting from the most. Like, you know, we were talking about the other day, like basically find what player I would like to aim for and see how often he drops to that cert like to a certain draft position. And then mm -hmm. that's the one I'm going to aim for. I think I saw, I think it was like something on Reddit. I was reading like the best strategy is basically to have like a top 10 list of the guys you want and yeah. then mess around with the, you know, the right. mock draft. So basically, that. yeah, it's like, um, sometimes I'll, you know, it, it, it's not always predictable. I think it goes by like percentages of basically mock drafts that have been done so far. Okay. In terms of like where guys are getting drafted, like average draft position. But like sometimes uh, like a Justin Jefferson, basically like if, if a running back gets picked first, like Christian McCaffrey, sometimes it'll simulate like a running back run. So the first five or six players are running backs. And then it's like, holy shit, Justin Jefferson or Cooper Cup just dropped all the way to seven or eight. It's like, I guess I'll take, but that does happen because a lot, like, let's say I'm like, really wanting it a running back yeah. and it's like oh shit i need to get my second guy because my first guy's right. gone yeah and that's what i was talking about with patrick like if patrick Mahomes goes in the first round quarterbacks quarterback. are gonna be flying off the board in the second and third round and that's just not the way most of these drafts are really going right now like quarterbacks just aren't being taken in the first round 
for some reason. I mean, and I I can definitely justify it in our league. You can argue take, it both ways. You can justify taking a quarterback in the first round or not? I, I think you can totally justify taking yeah. a quarterback. Our league is set up round. a lot different than – Our scoring is different. We, in a 12-man league, and just based off last year, I I definitely think we're going to see at least one, maybe two quarterbacks in the first round. Wow. Yep. And that's just going to change the dynamics just, of the rest of the draft, which is yeah. fun. I think that's fun. But it's then it gets hard to predict. Like these, these mock drafts, unless I'm the guy in the mock draft taking the quarterback in the first round, nobody's taking a quarterback in the first round. Nobody. So you – so. No one's going to know what the fuck to do. That's that's you're right because I think that's where it comes back to depends what the draft order is. I do think there's at least one, maybe two people in our league that are going to take a quarterback first round and if they have a top pick where that happens, we'll see like those 10 through 12 quarterback. Dude, imagine if someone got the first pick of the draft and they picked Patrick Mahomes. Can you blame them? No. But no. what what the ramifications that has for all the other picks is so hard to. He's he is strongly projected to be the highest score of the entire year. If you have the first pick, you're like, hey, why would you not? Good for you. Yeah. It's just like, I, do you trust yourself to be able to fill out the rest of your roster underneath Patrick Mahomes? That's the question. Because... That takes. I think that takes a lot more activity and like watching throughout the season. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I'm talking about in the draft. Oh. Like, if your first-round pick is a quarterback. Yeah. Then are, are you I feeling like stuck. there's going to be guys left to fill right. out the rest of your roster? Because usually you're waiting till further down to draft a quarterback. Yeah. It's definitely worth thinking about. I personally have – I I have been not waiting on quarterback. I'll say that. Okay. And I've been trying to get two on my roster. Last year, I big time waited quarterback, and it bit me. Th- this might be like too much draft strategy. I don't. You might not want to answer this, but like, and but last time you did say, sometimes you'll drop guys to win the week. Yes. Like, how much are you drafting for? the first four weeks of the season and how much are you drafting for like your whole stretch run? I, when I draft that's in my mind, that's my team for the whole entire year. No one's going to get hurt. Everyone's going to play great, but I'm not loyal to the, you know, yeah, business Nick. So like (laughs) if you draft people, you're drafting people like based on potential for the whole season or based on like trade value or what? No, the whole season, this was my team. These guys are going to be good off the rip and they're going to be consistent throughout the entire year. And then Mm -hmm. when it gets to the end of the draft, obviously then I'm kind of reaching like taking flyers. This guy. Yeah. This guy might be, uh, he's got a big upside. Upside swings at the end. Yeah, for sure. I really, I think it was Shuey that got, who's that um, uh, receiver for Pittsburgh. Pickens, George Pickens. Yeah. So like last year he was like big on my, like, no one's going to draft this fucking guy. I'll get him late. So I I do have guys like that, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because the thing like, well, to go back to your question about drafting two quarterbacks, it's like, 
I think, I think it's now a good idea to keep two quarterbacks on your roster. But when you're talking about, especially in the first four weeks, like if, if I draft a quarterback early in the draft, they're going to be my starter barring injury, which means that the guy that I get later in the draft, if I draft a second quarterback is, I know is going to be on my bench. Ideally, ideally that guy's a waste. Hypothetically, you don't want to use him ever once because you already have your stud. As barring any right. injury or bad performance, you're basically drafting a guy to, to fill a bench spot. Fill a bench spot. So then it's the, so then you're dealing with the rest of the season with only having four actual like or five, I should say, actual bench spots available. Yep. I think it's going to be depended on if my like fringe guys, my big upset guys, are there at the end. If they're not, I'm definitely taking two quarterbacks. Like last year, my strategy was take a late quarterback and only have one quarterback on my roster, and Same. he's just going to start. Same. Russell Wilson. And, okay. and and fill the rest of my bench spots with just like depth on running back and receiver. Yeah. And and I think every that's what you're kind of supposed to do if you read like analytics. I don't I, I I've Hardly been different. To me, I, I've been getting the impression that more and more people are keeping a second quarterback. Well, that, like, that is going to naturally happen throughout the year. It, whether it's they draft him or if they pick him up in free agency, everyone's going to have two quarterbacks on their team. So you might as well get them early. Yeah. I mean, I'm because th- think about it, like, okay, so you draft Patrick Mahomes. You know he's going to be your starter, but you mm-hmm. also want to hedge that pet like, okay, what happens if Patrick Mahomes gets hurt? Is your whole team then just like, well, oh, there goes my season? Yeah. Or are you going to have an actual backup like in place? And on the flip side, it's like, let's say you draft a quarterback late and you're talking about like, I don't know, Daniel Jones or somebody like that. He well, then came watch, dude. Well, then, he- of course, you're going to want a backup on your team because it's like at any point, Daniel Jones could go shit the bed and you want to put no. someone else in there. But then you're playing the quarterback game it's like who do i start each week yep i don't know i'm excited i think i'm mostly i'm just excited to you know kind of get this uh test out of the way we can see what our order is and then we can really just get down to it i'm excited to get this order i'm a little bit nervous for the test to be honest i'm a little i'm not i don't care dude i suck at tests i mean i think i'm gonna do good i'll probably get last i'm not a test guy yeah well, we'll see how Who knows? it goes. I'm ready to take it. So you said you're taking it this Friday. Yeah, I'm going to try to take it tomorrow. Yeah. You want to try to take it Saturday or Sunday? Yeah, I think. I'll, yeah. Yep. I'll take it this weekend. I don't think I'm available tomorrow, but I'll, I'll definitely get in this weekend. Okay, cool. All right. Anything else you can think of? Uh, no, I'm just ready to win the year. Um, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm feeling it. This is my year. I gave. Uh, I gave two years, you know, because it's my I'm the commissioner of the league. I started it up. But I didn't you, want people you definitely thinking, put in the most work, Nick. I didn't want people thinking, oh, Nick just started the league to steal everybody's money. So I gave two years away. Service. Now it's year three, baby, and I'm really going to actually try. Yep. So that's what I'm planning. I'm that's what you've been doing. Do. You could have won yeah. the whole time, right? Oh, I yeah. definitely could have. That's why I got third and fourth place. It's like, sure. you know, fringe success but not really trying. 
So this yeah, year, I'm pretty good, but he just hasn't quite figured it out. Yeah, I mean, you really think I was trying last year? I drafted Trey Lance as my quarterback. You think I was really trying? Yeah, dumbass. Yeah. Dumbass. Uh, anyways. Oh. <laughs> Real quick. Come to my attention that at the end of the podcast, I always say peace. And that's what I say like when I hang up the phone. Kelly okay. kind of making fun of me for this. Is it weird that I, that we say peace? I think I've like normal. What do you want me to say? Later. Hasta luego. Yeah. Well, I'm going to continue to say peace. I hope that uh, people don't think that's weird. <laughs> I want peace. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Peace be with you. Catholic boys. Also with you. Right. All right. Or with your spirit. Oh, and with your spirit. The new age Catholicism. I stopped going when they stopped doing it. Yeah. Just disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Have a great uh, weekend. Study up for your test. And uh, we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace. I'll bring the beers. I'll bring the beers.